The form for morning prayer during Advent is found on the link in the chat bar, and we'll begin on page three of that form. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, for the Venite, our King and Savior draweth nigh, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 7 is found on, or begins on page 349. O Lord my God, in thee have I put my trust. Save me for, from all them that persecute and deliver me. Lest he devour my soul like a lion and tear it in pieces, while there is none to help. O Lord my God, if I have done any such thing, or if there be any wickedness in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that dealt friendly with me, yea, I have delivered him that without any cause is mine enemy. Then let mine enemy persecute my soul and take me, yea, let him tread my life down upon the earth, and lay mine honor in the dust. Stand up, O Lord, in thy wrath, and lift up thyself, because of the indignation of mine enemies. Arise up for me in the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the peoples come about thee. For their sakes, therefore, lift up thyself again. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Give sentence with me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to the innocency that is in me. O let the wickedness of the ungodly come to an end, but guide thou the just. For the righteous God trieth the very hearts and reigns. My help cometh of God, who preserveth them that are the true of heart. God is a righteous judge, strong and patient, and God is provoked every day. If a man will not turn, he will wet his sword, he hath bent his bow, and made it ready. 
He hath prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, the ungodly travaileth with iniquity. He hath conceived mischief, and hath brought forth falsehood. He hath graven and digged up a pit, and is fallen himself into the destruction that he made for other. For his travail shall come upon his own head, and his wickedness shall fall on his own pate. I will give thanks unto the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will praise the name of the Lord Most High. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-first verse of the first chapter of the book of Isaiah. How the faithful city has become a harlot. It was full of justice, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross, your wine mixed with water. Your princes are rebellious, and companions of thieves. Everyone loves bribes and follows after rewards. They do not defend the fatherless, nor come to the cause of the widow, come before them. Therefore the Lord says, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, uh, rid, I will rid myself of my adversaries. I will take vengeance on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you, and thoroughly purge away your dross, and take away all your alloy. I will restore your judges as at the first, and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterward you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with justice, and her penitence with righteousness. The destruction of transgressors and of sinners shall be together, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed. Here endeth the first lesson. Gather Coriti Dominium on page 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish with that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and believe in the gospel. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you 
become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and went with him. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. <clears throat> but Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came, he came out of him. <clears throat> then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commanded even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Here endeth the second lesson. The other Benedictus on page 7. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee, the Holy Ghost, now and evermore. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Continue our reading with Isaiah, and um, chapter 1 of Isaiah, we... we um, talked about yesterday, it's it's sort of God's case against Israel. And the case is that they've got a religion that's very religious. They do a lot of, of they, they're observing some of the Torah practices, but their their hearts are not with God. They're 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 practicing also idol worship and and um and so and so it, it's uh we, we should take to heart this sort of message of um, criticism of formal religion in which we do all these outward things that that even if they're in accordance with what God says but but where our hearts are not there where we have all sorts of other compromises on the side where devotion to God might be a kind of in church thing a formal thing <clears throat> but doesn't follow us to the other areas of life and the image that's brought out today to, to kind of highlight is the image of, of the harlot, how the faithful city has become a harlot. So Israel is God's spouse, but she's become unfaithful. And the, um, the unfaithfulness is seen in the way that she devotes herself to God in the temple, but then she also gives herself to other gods you know, on in, in the pagan shrines and in the compromises in other areas of life. And we should note that this um, harlot imagery here is significant um, for Israel. It, it highlights something that a point I regularly make about um, Revelation when we get to um, the later chapters of Revelation where we see the what's called this figure called the Whore of Babylon. Everyone's always wondering who is this uh, figure. Um, but it's, it's pretty obviously, if we look at the Old Testament imagery, uh, both here in Isaiah and through Ezekiel, that it pretty obviously is an image of God's unfaithful people. Um, and whereas in Revelation uh, is really, I think if we look at it accurately, 
is an image of how God's judgment comes upon Israel in the, new, in the first century where they were being unfaithful and did not embrace the Messiah. It's, a, it's a, a pattern exactly parallel to what we see in Isaiah, where Isaiah is confronting the unfaithfulness of Israel that's going to meet judgment at the hands of uh, a foreign nation. The Babylonians are going to carry Judah into exile just as the Romans in the first century were the arm of judgment upon Israel. And um, in this way, God's people in this passage, Isaiah is saying, have become his, God's adversary. And so those who are supposed to welcome God and be a light for God to the nations, instead of becoming adversaries to God, becoming the, the, the instrument of judgment. And we've seen some of this narrative shift already in um Chapter one here, where God has said, use the image of, of Sodom and Gomorrah to refer to his people. Um, you rulers of Sodom, he called them. And we see some of the, the same narrative transference taking place in, in, in the book of Revelation, which is a subject for another time. But this can lead us into the, uh, the backdrop to our New Testament lesson, where we have the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus coming to, um, a country, uh, for Israel and beginning to create the new Israel, which is what is the new Israel or the renewed Israel or the completed Israel. It is the ones who put their faith in Jesus. And, and the gospel always begins with this simple message, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he begins to call people to follow him. And this is what the New Testament makes clear is that out of the unfaithful mass of Israel, they ultimately will put the Messiah to death. The new covenant people come as those who, who follow Jesus, who put their faith in him as the one whom God sent. That's the constituency. That's what faithfulness is defined as in the New Testament. And so it's sort of an Advent meditation for us as we look at Isaiah's criticism of formalistic religion and then we, we kind of focus on, on Mark, who's revealing the person of Jesus to us as he calls people to follow him. It's, it's, a, it's a good Advent meditation for us just to think about um, the movement from a religion that is a mere formality to a religion of connection to Jesus. It is why our religion, our faith, always begins with our prayer. We first have to come and encounter Jesus as those who... Um, haven't really done what we should have done, who that unfaithfulness, we hear about the judgment of God's unfaithful people. On one level, we always realize that we haven't done all we ought to have done. We always have to come back and begin, even really each day, by reconnecting with Jesus and hearing that voice, follow me. And, and then we begin, we've received the grace of the Spirit to be cleansed, as Isaiah talks about the purification, and then to go out and live a new way. And that's really the essence of the New Covenant people, always um, engaged in this idea of continuous repentance, uh, the continuous experience of grace and renewal that leads us into a new life. That's a relational um, dynamic that we have with God in Christ through the Spirit. And to think about that, you know, the repentance of Advent, what is amiss in our lives we're trying to reorder, but not just what's finding all the wrong things, also experience the idea of grace, that with all that um, is amiss in our lives, Christ is with us. He, he, he is, 
He's um, called us to follow him. And we can live in that joy and grace of, of forgiveness. And so renewing that relationship and not settling just for formalistic religion, the outward performance of duties that miss that connection of the heart to God, and then that leads from that connection of the heart to God into real love for others in his name, real service um, as, we're, as representatives for Christ and as witnesses. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. We'll continue with a form of intercession on page nine. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon thy, the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thy unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thy inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris and Robert. Thank you, Bishop, for the lesson. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you both. Thank you.